welcome to Atlanta Mix 108. Up next is Author Talk with your host, ML Roostrack. Last year was crazy without you. Not a day went by that I didn't think about you. I miss you so much, my love. When I was with you under the sun, always had so much damn fun. Friday night alone with your smile, under the stars making out for a while. Fast forward to to realize how much has gone away Another day with a broken heart We're just too far apart Another day goes by I'm just so empty inside You packed your things and gave a shout Slammed the door Wish I didn't feel that breeze Wish you stayed and forgave me Fast forward to where I'm today Never thought you'd go away Another day with a broken heart We're just too far apart Another day goes by I'm just so Just too far apart Another day Broken and blue My life is nothing Without you I tried everything I could Tried to get you back For good I swear I'm a better man Waiting for you To give a damn If I love Another day with a broken heart We're just too far apart Another day goes by I'm just so empty inside Another day with a broken heart We're just too far apart Another day with a broken Maybe I'll make a brand new start Welcome, Elena to another wonderful edition of Author Talk. I'm here with Antonio T. Smith, Jr. Welcome. Yes, Beth, thank you for welcoming me. I'm so excited to be with Melissa. I've heard all about you. I've taken the time to research you. You're a pretty big deal. Oh, not that big. (laughs) I'm just a small-town girl, really. 
<laughs> you know, there's a lot of small town girls that have gone and become huge celebrities. So you're on your way. <laughs> we can hope, can't we? But we're here to talk about you and your wonderful books we have today. Okay. Now we have Keep Walking, 13 Steps to Dominance. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about that today? Well, yeah. So I've. Uh, I was born in 1981. I was given up for homeless by 1986, and I spent the rest of my childhood homeless. And unfortunately, you know, homeless six-year-old, 50-pound-year-old kid, I was molested and all that stuff that happened was there. And I slept in a trash can, a dumpster, a city dumpster for most of my childhood. And I somehow I figured my way out of this terrible life. And I remember as I got older, I was like, man, how did I do that? How did I put myself through school, force these papers, go to jail for truancy for missing school because I was homeless? I felt the fifth and the sixth grade. And then when I got in my 20s, I said, wow, that was pretty incredible. I've got to write that down. And I went back in my head, and I wrote down the 13 steps that got me out of that trash can that took me out of being a statistic a drug dealer or a drug user, and has made me a millionaire today. And I wrote that down in the book, and that's that book. That is a wonderful story because we hear so many times people don't realize they can escape the situation they're in by doing simple things, going to yeah. school, for example, instead of and You know what's funny, school. Melissa? Yeah, well, yeah. you know, the going to school was – Pretty smart for me. Everything is smart. It was instinctive. Let me tell you why. I dropped out of school in the second grade. And the funniest thing happened. I got hungry. <laughs> I literally was sitting in this trash can starving, like for real hungry. And I said, you know what? I need to go back to school. So I re-enrolled in school because school fed me twice a day. And the funniest thing is, and I tell that story, it's so funny to me, because my primal instincts of being hungry set mm-hmm. me back on a path that would give me an education and allow for me not to keep going to jail for truancy, right? <laughs> Just funny right. that how you can get hungry and you'd be all right. Send you down the right path most of the time. Not always, but most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> we We get... Every once in a while we get off that path, but it happens. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and another thing that was crazy, a lot of people had opinions about me but never had help for me. So I had to figure out how to stay positive around of a bunch of adults that wanted me to become a statistic because they didn't like my mom or they didn't like my dad or it didn't like just me because, of course, I was angry. Of course, I was angry. I didn't have a parent. I was very angry. That was mm-hmm. my – I felt like it was my birthright, but I got out of it. And I wrote it down in that book, and the rest is history. Right. We get into our own head sometimes, and we have to be the cheerleader for ourselves before we can do anything for anyone else. And yeah, if we're so negative – What's going? What are we attracting around us? Negativity. That's it. Wow, absolutely correct. 
Absolutely correct. And I am a firm believer in the law of attraction and keeping your mind around you solid. I just wanted more for myself. And since my mind left that trash can, my body eventually followed. And you're talking actual experiences, but you can even relate to those that grow up with those who have addicts, drug or alcohol in their family, and they're dealing with that. You don't have to follow that suit. You can climb out if you put your mind to it. Absolutely. In fact, almost everything I've said thus far could be a metaphor for someone else. In the same manner, I went back to school on basic instincts because I became hungry. Let's think about that for a second. Hunger was loud for me but invisible for someone else. It was roaring so loud in my stomach and in my ears, but no one else could hear it. And I want everybody to listen to think about it. Maybe you quit piano lessons and you got this hurt in you that every time you don't do it, you you, you mess up your life. It's, it's, your, it's your source, you telling you, hey, you need to go back and go through this. And it's loud for you. No one else can hear it, but you keep ignoring it. You keep ignoring what's going to make you successful and happy and loving and just happy and great. Same thing. Hunger for me, pain for you, whatever it is. Same way I got on my trash can, the same way you can get out your proverbial trash can. Right. Now, you have another book that goes after this that's called Keep Walking. Now, where did you to that at? Well, so here's the cool thing. The key, I basically, this is funny. I had a publishing snafu. I didn't like my first publishing deal. And so that's why I keep, keep walking and then keep walking 13 steps a time. So what I did was I bought myself out of my publishing contract. I then bought everything it would take me for me to be a publisher, and then I republished my own book. When I did that, I fixed a few things that were some correction, and it was more than enough correction to where the Library of Congress forced me to get a new ISBN and call it a volume two. So that's basically the 13 steps of dollars to the volume two. And here's what's even more crazy. They both hit Amazon bestseller number one. <laughs> they both did. That is insane. <laughs> But we love our Amazon bestsellers. We really do. We appreciate you. Yes. (laughs) See, that's what I was going to confuse. I was like, I thought it was similar. Maybe it could be a second edition. (laughs) But I I wanted to hear the story. You saw it right. (laughs) (laughs) You saw it right. Yeah, they both hit Amazon bestseller. Because... So when I did it in 2014, that was the first version. The one just said, keep walking. I just saw pure hustle. I guess people people loved who I was. And then it, went, it, it hit Amazon number one uh, maybe 40, 50 times, probably more than that. I still get paid royalties from it today. And then when I did it last or two years ago, or whatever I did, my audience had grew by, I don't know, maybe 3 million percent. I went when I posted the book the first time. I had three thousand followers on Facebook. Now I have nearly four hundred thousand followers on Facebook. Wow! So going bestseller wasn't that hard the second time at all. 
Yeah, I'm stuck at uh, like almost 2,000 followers right now, but it's okay. Yeah. That's it's rough. Just... It's hard to get out of it. It's, it is hard. Yeah. And But we get there. We put our path yeah. down and we, we say, okay, I'm not going to stop until I get to this point. Well, once you get to that point, what's next? You don't stop. Yep. You know what? That's a good point. I was at 3,000 followers from 2009 until 2015. That's the, no, 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 to 2016. I was at 3,000 followers, 2009 to 2016. And all it takes, ladies and gentlemen, is just what exactly Melissa said, just keep moving forward. And what happened, I was on stage, and I did this crazy keynote in front of Les Brown, who I, I'm now, I'm now, I now work for Les Brown, and I just went viral all of a sudden. And by the time I lifted my head up, everyone was following me to the tune of 2,000 new people a day. So you never know when it's going to happen. Had I stopped anywhere between 2016 and 2009, I wouldn't be where I'm at today with that many followers. Exactly. I, I never thought I would get to 2,000 followers. And then that's just with book stuff. That's not counting radio. But then you go to, you turn around, you're like, where did all these people suddenly come from? Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it's a lovely thing. Yeah, I got, I was into Sin Book. Unfortunately, they're only doing fiction right now. But mm-hmm. I would love to see some of this put in maybe your life story as a sin book if you write Ah. in and pin it down but Ah. because that would be inspirational but I got down to like 30 days and you have 90 days to get a thousand votes and I was the first person to get a thousand votes I'm like what I know some of these authors they have more followings than me but that's excellent (laughs) (laughs) yeah wow that's, yeah, that is actually. And you, let me tell you, I've researched, I'm on the show, I say, wow, this guy, this lady is awesome. Let me research. And the more I research, I even saw your show get like 3 million people a month. That's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that is amazing. She, You're wielding that power. It's like I did a, okay, this is how this show came about. I've never show, shared this story before on all the talks. I I was on in Vegas promoting my publishing house that I'm an author through, and someone heard my pop-up podcast, as I was calling it, and they said, you have an excellent radio voice. Why don't you have a radio show? Here's a station. I'll give you 30 minutes a day. What would you like to talk about? I was like, what? <laughs> so... <laughs> So that's, that, how that's how it came talk, about. That's how author wow. talk came about. Let's see, you being positive, you kept moving forward. That's no different than my three hundred thousand something people moving forward. And you know what's funny that you keep mentioning? I just thought about it. I'm actually looking for a publisher right now. Les Brown, the great motivational mm-hmm. speaker, has written a foreword to my newest book that's coming out called "So Happy and Grateful." And I'm shopping it for a publisher right now, and I felt some good energy when you said that you 
and a publishing company. Wow, you never know. Never know. Yeah. I am an author through the publishing company. I got into their marketing division, but I don't make the publishing decisions. I just do the marketing distribution, but I talk to the actual publisher daily. So hang out with me after the show, and I'll email you some information. Well, see, see, do you see how that works? That's that's pretty awesome. When you tell Mr. and Mrs. Publisher, I plan on selling a million copies of my next book, and if we go with them, they're going to have to give you a finder's fee. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we we have our side deals, but, you know. <laughs> That's how the publishing works, though. It, it, it's a small house, but I like the small house feel because you're more a family instead of being yeah. just a statistic. I hate being mm-hmm. in a big, I have nothing against authors in big publishing companies, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. felt like I was just a number instead of a member of the family. That's fair. That's so, completely fair. Yeah, there's just a lot of people don't like big churches for that reason or big schools. I went to a small college because of that mm-hmm. very reason you just said. It was a Division One college, but it was a small private Division One college because I wanted to feel like a student in the classroom and not a number in an auditorium. So I definitely understand that. Right. See, I have my. I live in the middle of nowhere. My daughter's graduating class is under forty students. Wow, you are definitely in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> Yes. Wow, under but forty. But she she students. knows every student from K. Through twelve, and the ones that she wow. don't know, they know her by reputation. There it is. There, see that? See, she is a. That's awesome. I bet she has some great people skills too. There, because you're gonna have to wield some good people skills to pull that off. Exactly. She's my yeah. little Miss PR. So every once in a while, <laughs> if, she, if she's home during one of these interviews, I love pulling her on because she's. Miss PR, and she knows everyone and everything. And when we go to trade shows and stuff, she'll talk about not only my books or my publishing house, but she'll promote authors that's been on my show because she's talked to them. Gee, that's beautiful. Because I have my two boys listening right now. They're nine and six. I homeschool them. And they're in another, I'm in my office, and my office has a lot of offices in it. And they're in Mm -hmm. another office with my staff and listening. Their names are Aiden and Ashton, so this would be the first time I shouted them out on the radio. They're listening right now. And I well, that- exploit my kids, Melissa. Let me tell you, I put one of my books in my nine-year-old's hands, and I make him go ask, do you want to buy my daddy's book? And people be like, yes, baby, I'll buy it. <laughs> See, I do that to my daughter, but I do a little bit, bit more subtle. I take my books, print them off at the local printer, the covers and use that mm-hmm. as a book cover for school. So every time she's out with one of her books in school, she actually has a cover for one of my books. <laughs> that is too funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, you see what we have to do, ladies and gentlemen, authors. You see what we have to do. <laughs> that yeah, is great. It's, sometimes it's funny. It's funny. Kids love it, and then there's yeah. time the kids are like, "Mom, really." Are you really yeah. going to make me do this? 
<laughs> Absolutely. I know my boys have gotten tired of sitting out of coffee shops selling books. <laughs> it's either too hot or too cold. It's never the right temperature to be changing nope. your life. <laughs> no, it's not. You put those books in the back of your car, whatever you have, a wagging, pull them around. Do you want to buy my book? But That's it. You know. But it's fun, though, right? We, we're we're yeah, built we, for it. Yeah. We do a lot of things behind the scenes that our readers don't always see, and we don't always have a camera handy to show, hey, this is what we're actually doing when we're marketing <laughs> or, <laughs> you know. That's it, yeah. And I would love to sign that kind of person. And that's the kind of author I would sign, the kind of author that is willing to do whatever it takes to to make sure they sell some books. That, I like that kind of thing. Yeah. The, those are the people, when they connect with their readers, those are the authors I gravitate to. Because who wants to read a book and then you have a question or you want to connect with the author and they take two years to get back to you? You know, that is irritating. I never thought about it until you just said it. I'm still waiting on someone to respond to me right now. <laughs> wow, yes. Wow, that is a very good point. Yeah, no, I, I like being accessible and, and, and I'm, I'm huge now and I'm grateful for that, but I pride a humble pride. I said, well, I don't think it's a humble pride. But anyway, I, I pride myself on being accessible to everyone who has made me who I am. I think that's the only proper way to live out your life is to make it and then give it back. Exactly. It, it's not – I got into the marketing with the wild dreams because of things I'm doing off off the screen and off radio – that I'm doing for my own book, I'm like, wait, what sense is it for me to do this for myself when it would take me three seconds to pull the whole family, the whole Wild Dreams family with me? Wow. 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 That, you, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's, you know, it, it, it does sound like a family over there, too. You sound like you're at the heart and center of that family, too. So that's pretty cool. We got that going on right now. Yeah, you're gonna run for president. You got my vote. You got my vote. <laughs> no, no, okay. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I don't qualify toward the regulatory side of the uh, presidential race. So. Oh, okay. Well. Oh well, then you got my vote for something. Maybe you can, you know, run for president of Facebook or something. I'll vote for you. Oh, okay, I gr- I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but we have another book that you have out called God at War. Let's touch base yeah. on that where we have time. Yeah, sure. I, I had a two, two smart things I did here. I noticed in my audience there was a huge religious sector that was craving for a book. So I said, well, I know something about a little bit of religion. Let me write a book. So I literally wrote a book for about 10,000 people of my audience, 300,000 people, and I wrote a book for 10,000 people, which seems weird, but let me tell you how brilliant it was. The book, God at War, highlights the story of the guy named Elijah in the sacred text, uh, what some will call the sacred text of 1 Kings chapter 17 in the Christian Bible, and I make this, 
I take a scholarly approach because I actually have the green in the field. So that's why I did that. I take a scholarly approach, and then I make it a motivational scholarly approach on the book. So I do something really weird with the book, and I take this audience, and in seven hours, Melissa, I promise you, the moment it drops, in seven hours. No, no, no. That was seven, no that was seven, yeah, seven hours. That book went number one bestseller in its category on Amazon in seven hours and stayed there for three weeks. That's insane. <laughs> it's seven hours. Oh, yeah, we have to talk about this show. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. It's there. We were taking pictures. It was pretty cool and because I understood the, the process of things. There's 10,000 people that want this book. I don't know how many of them. I haven't checked the numbers in a while, but, you know, they're there hungry for it, so I just gave them what they wanted. And it's pretty cool, though. It, it, it is all about the moral of the book is that God is constantly at war for you. No matter what's going on in your life, no matter what you think, he is constantly swinging an axe to get things out of your life and direction that should not be there. That's the point of the book. That's a wonderful motivational thing. And, again, you can read it as a scholarly or you can read it as a metaphor as well. I, Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. All, Psychologists buy the book, too, from the scholarly standpoint. Right. You can read books like this, not just as motivational as a story, but you can read the metaphors and put them into your own life. That's why I love these type of books. <laughs> Yeah. You don't have, yeah. You don't have to read them as they are wrote. You read them as a metaphor and you give deeper meaning to yourself. And I think authors like us love that the most. Mhm. I think that 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 is what we would just oh man, just the joy of someone reading my book and giving it their own meaning. It's it's it is it's addictive for me. I mean, who doesn't want that to happen? Who doesn't want to create a fantasy world for someone that helps them get to their next right. best move? Right. See, my thing is, uh, and a lot of authors don't like this, but fanfiction.net, I love the site, and I would love to have one of my stories or series put on here by fans because that this feeling, oh, you love my story so much and you wanted this to go this way or change something. And it's wonderful to read as an author, at wow. least in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Googling it right now as you're talking. I've never heard of the site. <laughs> That's awesome. I would agree. See, yeah. There's thousands of different book series there, books, movies, music. I, I think there's different categories. But there's so many different things, and fans write the stories based on their interpretation of the book. Mm. So awesome. I, I love that site for that reason. And What's I would love one again? fanfiction.net. Mm-hmm. Fiction. Oh. Mm-hmm. There it is. They owe you money. No, they don't owe me no, any money. <laughs> no, eh. Anyone I throw out there on, on the radio, they don't owe me money, and let, you know, unless they want to well, throw me a little money here and 
like, yeah. you know, that would be nice, but that, would that be doesn't nice. always happen. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> it's something I found before I became an author, so that was my wow. writing outlet. That's awesome. I'm looking at it right now. Pretty cool. All right. You're going to make me a new fan. You never know what you might find on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Now, before we go, you said you had something for our listeners. Yes. I'd like to offer your listeners, exclusively, exclusively for your listeners, I have something called the Plant Better University. I do a lot of business coaching. And I've discovered a lot of people can't afford business coaches. They're beautiful, wonderful people. So I tried to figure out what can I do. And what I did was I created a platform that costs $8.99 a month. And it's business coaching, personal development, marketing, all sorts of stuff, even some movies and some motivational, everything on there. And people are now calling it the Netflix of personal development because every month 50 new videos come out a month just for you, for your membership, and I'd like to give you that, but for six months for free, six months and, for free. I just and, want you to have it, change your life. You can even cancel on the seventh month. I just want you to have it. And what is the link for our listeners? The, it's, well, the link is not my strong point. Of there we go. It is. You can go to ATSBU. Dot org, spelled that army way, that's Alpha Tango Sierra Bravo Uniform.org. And then it'd be something called Plant Better University near the top, and you can go there. And I've also sent Melissa a special link that she'll make available to all of you that'll give you a coupon for six months free. That is at ML Roostrock on Facebook, and that'll be up later today. That's right, and you have to follow her Facebook page today. Yep, Do to that. get that link. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So, but I thank you very much. Oh, thank you. And where can our listeners, before you go, where can they find you? Yeah, the best place to find me is on Facebook, and my handle, you can facebook.com slash V, as in T-H-E-A-T-S, J-R, or just type in Antonio T. Smith, Jr., and you'll find me. And on Facebook, it'll link you to everywhere I'm at, your favorite platform. You go to Facebook, that'll be the easiest way to do it. That would be great. And, guy, listeners out there, pick up these books. I mean, motivationally, they're excellent, even if you want to apply it to your own life, that that's wonderful, or to read it as a story itself. Both ways, wow. excellent reads. I mean, what really, Amazon bestseller, you can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do appreciate you. I'm very fortunate, very fortunate. So, Antonia, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. And when you're done talking to your 3 million-plus people, Let's talk about publishing. Yes, let's do that. So, Atlanta, <laughs> good night, and I'll talk to everyone tomorrow at the same place, same time, 7 p.m. <laughs>